Hello and welcome to the Three NDs podcast, where we, well, we talk about basketball, and you continue to look adorable. Welcome in to another episode uh, where we are wrapping up the NBA season. Uh, the East is set, essentially. The West is still a bit of a cluster mess. But speaking of adorable, joined today by the regulars, Mr. Matthew Legg, Mari Narciso, fellas, happy Easter, happy weekend, happy basketball. How's it going? <laughs> I think that was your best introduction yet. You're, you're getting really good at this. Doing, doing great, man. Doing great. You, you rehearsed this in, in front of a mirror. I think I think knowing that we were recording this morning, I had like dreams last night about how I should introduce this podcast. I was just anyway. and you just nailed it. Wow, thank yeah. you, thank you. It's all downhill yeah. from here. Yeah, fuck, I I peaked. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever. It's the yeah. end of the season anyway. Yeah, but all good things. the The Western Conference is just so much fun to watch, and so many things have happened. Um. It's just yeah, and I'm excited to get into it in this uh, in this episode. Well, there's no better time than the present, fellas. The West, <laughs> I think we start there because one, two, and three essentially locked in. It's going to be Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, and four. Sorry, Phoenix is going to be the four seed. But five through eight right now is a bit of a clusterfuck. Let's just say, um, as things stand, with games eighty-one and eighty-two, sort of. Some teams have played 81. Some teams have played 80 games. Uh, we got Golden State at the five spot, the Clippers in six, the Lakers in seven, and the Pelicans in eight, um, but all separated by essentially one game. Um, yeah. So, still a lot of mishmashing that can be done. We will know, obviously, by tomorrow night what it's going to look like. But uh, where do you guys think this is going to end up? We'll run through kind of some of the scenarios. Um, but where do you think this is going to kind of finish up? Yeah, so at present, it's Warriors at five, Clippers at six, Lakers at seven, Pelicans at eight, two Wolves at nine, and Thunder at ten. And so, as I think we were just discussing a bit before here, the Warriors, um, they... They don't have a tiebreaker, I don't think, against anyone. So they have lost, I think, two to one against the Clippers, two to one against the Lakers, I think. And then the Pelicans have even, I think, have them. Um, so they're kind of in a they're in a unique situation where they they only have the one game left. It's against the Trailblazers, they're probably gonna get the win. So they kinda have to see how it's gonna go with the Clippers or the Lakers. Or just the Clippers, I guess. And it's also interesting here because I feel like despite Light the Beam, Go Kings, I feel like Wait, people would much rather the six seed than the five seed oh, people are to, to avoid that Phoenix that Phoenix nightmare first round matchup. People are posturing, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I interesting because I that. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Kings could like have a pretty good shot at whoever they're going to face in the first round regardless, but the Suns is definitely the matchup you want to be avoiding. Um yeah, and I, I, and I'm, I'm not going to be mad at that anymore because it's Kevin Durant and Yeah. And I don't think they've lost with him in the lineup as of yet. And it's just interesting cuz I just think about last year with the Bucks 
and the Celtics and how they could have jostled themselves to play, to not have the Celtics in the second round. They were just like, fuck it. Let's play it. Let's get the best seed that we can get. Look, we're the, <laughs> we're the best team in the East. And then they ended up losing in the second round. So I think this is just interesting to see how teams actually play out these final game or two. Because the, Gl- the Clippers could very well blow it against, <laughs> I guess, the T-Wolves, or the Trailblazers, sorry, or the Suns. And I feel like they should. <laughs> just just because the Kings probably is a better matchup, just <laughs> not have to play Phoenix, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I love how carefully you're tiptoeing around your words here <laughs> in, in, in fear of, because but we've now become a Sacramento Kings podcast. I think we're all, well, we're all not, bought in. On let's not take it that way. I don't. Uh, please, guys, what? please. This is the three and D's podcast. Three and D's. <laughs> this is league wide. This is Raptors centric. We you, no, it's your okay. two teams are fighting, fighting now for, for, uh, Oh, we'll get to that. Attention. We'll, we'll, get, to we'll that. get there. But anyway, um, no, I, I I do agree with you that Phoenix is the, the the scariest team here, and I like that kind of idea of uh, playing with your standings and rankings in order to play with different matchups. And it makes me think of an idea that I wish was a thing in the NBA, where they have grudge matches in the playoffs, where the number one mm-hmm. seed could pick who they play in the first round. Kevin O'Connor's been talking about this for like years, mm-hmm. and I, I'm so for that idea. Yeah, so for it's that, so hilarious. It's yeah. so I, the drama that would ensue would be ins- like. I wonder if Denver would just be like, "I want to play Sacramento. I want to play Sacramento first round," and that would be insanity. You know, like, wouldn't not crazy, not crazy. They match up pretty well. It would create a lot of rivalries. It create a lot of rivalries, a lot of exactly. tension. And then second round, it would reset. Top yeah, seed to gets again. to repick. Like oh I, I just God. think that'd be so much so fun and for create... entertainment value. It yeah. would just guys would try so much harder. I think like yeah. obviously they're trying, but they'd give the extra little as much as they possibly could because they are the they're the team that got singled out first round or something. You wouldn't take a game off in a regular season because you'd yeah, want that's that my... number one seed. Yeah, exactly. The regular season would have meaning from 82 games. It would, yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Create a lot more chippiness within the games. Mm. But, um, okay, so let's break it down here a little bit bit more because right now, Golden State has 43 wins, Clippers have 42, LA 42, New Orleans 42. So the Warriors were recording this Saturday morning, Easter weekend, the Warriors tomorrow, their last game is against the Blazers. So hypothetically, if they wanted it, that's a win. They get up to 44 wins. The Clippers in about an hour are playing the Trailblazers. That's a win. So they're at 43. So after today, the Clippers will actually be in fifth place, assuming they beat the Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, and then heading into tomorrow, Clippers, Suns, Warriors, Trailblazers is essentially going to determine, I believe, the 5-6. The Lakers are playing the Jazz tomorrow. And if they win, they get up to 43 wins. But assuming that the Clippers and the Warriors, one of those two, or they win their games, which they I assume they will, the one, again, that's up in the air, is the Clippers versus the Suns. The Lakers will probably finish seventh. Um, but 
if you're fe- if you're Phoenix, assuming that Golden State and LA wins tomorrow, uh, all their games. If you're Phoenix, if you throw that game and you let the Clippers win, you avoid Golden State in the first round, which is crazy, crazy posturing. So they might have a chance to pick their first round opponent between Golden State and the Clippers. Um, Because if they beat the Clippers, then they would, then Golden State would, would get into uh, that five seed. Because again, Golden State's only playing the Trailblazers. That's an easy win. Um, the Clippers are going to beat the Trailblazers today, so we'll come down to that game essentially. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. start there. If you're Phoenix, <laughs> do you do you do you care about this? Do you care who you play in the first round between the Clippers and the Warriors? I think I again, I think I'm with you guys. I would love to see a Warriors Phoenix Suns first round matchup. But yeah. if you're Phoenix, do you want to avoid that? Do you want to avoid the Curry Clay show and and try and get the Clippers in the first well, round? It's an interest. Both of those teams are so fascinating because the ceiling for both the Warriors and the Clippers are both insane. Obviously, with with the star power and Steph, or the star power and Kawhi and PG, but they're 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 broken teams. Both of them, as good as their star players are, they're really really flawed teams. Um, right now, we don't know the Warriors. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was ruled out for the regular season just to take extended time off. It's now come out by the way, that it was uh, his dad's health that kept him away from the team and not um, his girlfriend. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, which is, which is again, like, as I said, when we talked about this, it's just so awful of the internet to assume. And now... Uh, that's know, just the Twitter just looks, keyboard warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now it just looks so bad. Um, so it, we don't know if Andrew Wiggins will be back for the playoffs, which is a huge part of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clippers, they they look like the best team at times. They look like the worst team at times. It, it depends on what side of Kawhi and PG we get. I I don't know. I I think it's kind of picking your poison here if you're the Suns. Um, matchup wise, I personally think maybe the Warriors will be better just because they seem volatile with Wiggins out right now. But it's an interesting question, particularly with these two teams because they're 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 kind of similar mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah, and PG's should be coming back in the next week or so, but he probably won't be full health. And I don't know, it's just an interesting spot because, yeah, if Wiggins doesn't come back, then Warriors are a different team. I just would so love a Curry, Durant, like Booker, CP. That just star power-wise would be so ridiculous. And every game would be so much fun. And the Suns... I I would love a signature Curry performance. I would love for the Dubs to win that series oh yeah and they totally could yeah absolutely could yeah i think if i'm phoenix i'm a little more scared of the warriors especially with wiggins back but you know pg not not healthy if he comes back he's gonna be yeah like you said not 100 percent. and if you're the warriors i mean you're playing at the exact same time as the clippers tomorrow you'll know what happened in that lakers game uh i believe let me just double check. Um, yeah, well, no, you're all putting that. Never mind. You're playing at the same time. There's tw- tomorrow at twelve thirty Pacific Standard. All the games tip <laughs> off at the same time. So if you're the if you're the Warriors, you can't posture yourself. You can't intentionally lose because if the Lakers win, then you move to seven and you're playing Memphis. And I don't think that's any better. Um, or is it? Or do, do, does Golden State just want to avoid Phoenix and then Denver in the first two rounds? Like, I, like there's so much posturing that's going to go on. 
Um, there's gonna be a lot of bad basketball, I'm assuming, at least from one team, potentially from both. This is kind of a tank of Palooza season, but I mean, mm-hmm. I found the Warriors, I would consider even maybe drop into the seven. Like I, it, that's, you know, that, that two, three, six, seven side of the bracket might be a way easier path to a, a title. Um, but either way, um, it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, I'm excited. I'm actually going to sit down and watch these games tomorrow, I think, because Look at I, you. Not a Raptors game. Not a Raptors guy anymore. We can get well, to that. Ra- Raptors are <laughs> playing their last game today. So, you know, I don't need to. Or is it today? No, it's tomorrow. Hold on. Yeah, they're playing it. They're playing whatever. They're playing earlier. I can watch both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so any last thoughts on on this this five through eight? Because then I want to I want to move down to the the plan, yeah. West plan. Um, well, the, the biggest thing here in the five through eight for me is the, um, well, I guess we'll get into the plan, but the most enticing thing is the matchups are going to be insane. There's not one, you know, as you were saying there, like, is it better for the Warriors to go down to the seven, eight spots so they, they're in the two, three side of the bat bracket, which is an insane thing to say, but you could be right. Like to me, Memphis and Phoenix are probably the scariest ones up there. Denver and Sacramento, like, but you you also don't know. Those are just unproven kind of teams. It, it it's oh man. But also, uh, if you're Golden State, you fall to seven. You're in the playing tournament. Let's say you lose the first game. Now there's you're no way fighting. they lose out of the plan. There's no well, way. L.A. New Orleans. Oh, the without Wiggins the plan. Yeah. But I'm saying, um, Golden State, New Orleans. Like New Orleans has been fucking on fire. Let's say hypothetically you win that game, then you have to beat either Minnesota or OKC to actually get the eighth seed. Now you're back to where you started in the in the bad side of the bracket, but now you're the eighth seed. Now you're playing Denver in the first round. So mm-hmm. I think that's why, in general, teams don't mess around with this because yeah. there's just so many scenarios that you can't really control. And Golden State has the least amount of control. The only team that truly has control right now is Phoenix, where they can honestly control if they want to play. Golden State or the Clippers in the first round. Everyone else, I think, just needs to win. Um, the Lakers will probably end up seven, um, which is interesting. Good for them. Um, <laughs> playing New Orleans in the first round. Or in Good the, in for the them. Game. He's for coming them. around. He rolled his eyes as he Good said. It. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I still don't take them in a series in the first round series, but you know, maybe they bring it to five or six games. Who knows? Dude. I, th- I do think Lakers. Scary. So let's think. Of the- that, that Memphis series could be so much fun. I really, really, really hope it happens. It'll probably be De- Denver, New Orleans, Memphis, Lakers, Sacramento, either Clippers or Warriors, and then Phoenix in the other matchup. I think I'd like Sacramento, Clippers, Phoenix, Golden State. Well, let's get into the plan because you, you slotted New Orleans in there, and I think that they're the least likely to be in that spot. I'd say Minnesota. Yeah, I think Minnesota's the pretty one. pretty confidently. The least likely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They've Over been eight and two in their last ten, so they've been on fire. Ingram's been a god. Ingram's Zion, cool. but Zion's probably not going to come back. Like That's it, a report thing. came out yesterday, he's definitely not the playing game. Maybe not even the first round of the playoffs. It's just. His injuries make the least sense to me of anyone I've ever seen. It's just always a lingering something. Ben like Simmons. he was, he and was, <laughs> he was like 
this was the all-star break this is pre the all-star game and it's just been the same thing it's not like he tore his hamstring or anything it's just been kind of <laughs> gets reevaluated every two weeks and then he's not good anymore I, and it's I think just, he needs uh, to do a Steph Curry and relearn how to run because we've we've seen the dude hobble up and down the court. I think that's <laughs> definitely an issue with his mechanics. He needs to relearn that. I, I, I'm worried about it because we we love Zion Williamson. We love watching him play, and we love this New Orleans team when he's healthy. But we're just not seeing it, and I'm scared for it because you know this is the concern for him coming into the league. It's and it continues to be the concern. How does he stay healthy and? I wish he was. I think he's yeah. just slimmed down a little more. I don't know. I, I think he's just playing too heavy still. Putting too much pressure on his, yeah. on his muscles. Yeah. And then so if – so the Pelicans play the T-Wolves on uh, tomorrow, I guess, on Sunday. Um, I believe that you guys say that New Orleans is the least – the least amount of chance. I, well, I'd say the Thunder is the least likely, but I'd say T-Wolves over Pelicans – both my head and my heart. But you know, uh, statistically, Minnesota has to win two games. And well, they don't actually. I, I think because they they play each other tomorrow, and I think that's the tiebreaker. And then they'd have the same record because the T Wolves play the Spurs today, and odds are they're going to beat the Spurs. I think the Spurs yeah. have committed to the bid at this point. And then they play each other tomorrow, and I think that'll capture the eight seed. Wow. And so it could be either one, I think. So that's a mini head-to-head head right matchup there. tomorrow's. Wow. Um, that'll be a good game. That's exciting. That'll be an insane game. I'm looking um, at the season series, right? Yeah, Minnesota's kind of blown it the last little while. Cat came back and started off with a bang, and then he's just kind of. I don't know. They just. They they're longing for an identity, and it's just such a interesting team to watch. They lost to Portland, I think, a few days ago now, um, and it was the largest against the spread loss in I think twenty years because they were the, <laughs> Portland was a twenty one point underdog. Twenty one point. So underdog. ridiculous, and Minnesota lost, and they needed a win, so they've kind of got themselves into the situation. But I just think I don't know in a in a one game playoff, I'm still taking them. I I like Ant. I like the role guys. Mike Conley's kind of figured it out again. Well, I guess he's never not figured it out, but he's definitely had a rejuvenated second half of the season. And I would prefer them in, and I think it'd be more fun than the Pelicans. And so I would love a Denver, Denver Minnesota first round matchup. I think that'd be maybe five. Five, maybe six games. I agree. Six at agree. most, but it, it'd be, I think, pretty fun. And just yeah, see right. see Jokic just destroy Gobert would be peak entertainment. You're right. If Minnesota wins tomorrow, assuming they win today, um, they do get a tiebreaker because it's 1-1 right now in their season series. Yeah. Oh my so, god, tomorrow. All dude. fun. All oh fun. 3 30. Yeah. It's like so many games at 3 30. <laughs> yeah. Just, okay, NBA needs red zone. God damn it. Yeah. 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 Um it's pretty crazy. Right? My goodness. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I I hadn't even thought about that scenario. Holy crap. Yeah. Minnesota moves into the eight. 
Yeah, I think I think Minnesota can give Denver a run for their money, to be honest. Um, yeah, like they're they're athletic, they're young. I really the Nazarene thing really looks bad now. So brutal. So that would have been super perfect. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's all very exciting. And then also just wanted to shout out OKC Thunder. They were projected for 23 wins this year. And they have 39. <laughs> and yeah. They did it. They had well, to beat the Jazz yesterday, and they did it. Or two days the, ago, and they did at it. At the bottom of this play-in, so we, we've talked about some, some big stories at the top of the playoff picture, at the middle, in the play-in spot. But at the very bottom, I think it might be the biggest story of all of this. Yeah. Um, is the Dallas Mavericks knocked out of play-in contention as of today. Um, ah. And... Just a really pathetic show by them. A really uh, yeah. They sit their guys in a must-win game. They sat all their starters. And and this goes back to what Matt was saying about the the pick they owe to the Knicks. Now it looks like they're gonna keep it if if the lottery yeah. goes their way. Um, mm-hmm. It goes back to Justin's take on the time of the Kyrie trade, saying this is the riskiest trade you could possibly make. I don't know how Luka Doncic is feeling about all this. I don't know how Kyrie Irving is feeling about this. It, it, it they traded away, was it two firsts, Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, to get the twelve seed in the West. Two firsts, and now he might not resign. It's it, it's it's a debacle. Like we 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 talked so much early in the season about how bad the Gobert trade was. I, I I don't see how this I don't see how anything beats this Mavs trade. Th- this is this is awful, yeah. and and the implications on the budding superstar of the generation of Luka Doncic and keeping him around the organization. I I I I'm stunned. I'm stunned. It's well, yeah. The worst the worst part is Kyrie Irving's played pretty damn good for them too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something a little deeper going on there. Uh, obviously, Lucas had we brought this up already, but Lucas had some pretty weird quotes over the past uh, month or so. So something might be going on there. Um, but yeah, it was very risky at the time. It it hasn't aged well thus far. The Dallas Mavericks are out. They are tanking their ass off for one game, trying to keep it a top ten pick. And uh, I'm excited for Spurs Mavericks tomorrow because <laughs> that's going to be a bad one. Uh, if the Spurs somehow win that game, they're not they're going to have the three third worst record in the league instead of the second. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, who who's on the floor for that one. But yeah, I know Dallas has got to make some major retools. It was never going to work this year with how many people they switched out, how many, you know, good defenders they, they had leave out the door. Um, but I still think it could work between those two. You just mm-hmm. need a whole different cast and crew around them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll so see would you happens. resign? I would resign him for like a... No, we low, no less than four. He's he's made that very public. No, I would... Jesus. I think he's going to find that he doesn't, doesn't have the the market for that anymore. Um, I would do a two plus one or a three, three year kind of 
full, full I think he'll deal. get what he wants. Kyrie, Kyrie hasn't not gotten what he wants, you know? Well, he has. He he wanted a, a max contract, then he signed a one-year deal or something. I forgot the logistics of it, but he he wanted a five-year deal, and then he got he settled for one year. And I guess we contract. saw the value of Kyrie in the in the market as well with how how kind of it wasn't that big of a haul that Brooklyn got for yeah. him. Yeah, so I think he could be right. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be very interesting. We'll, we'll have to save it for an off-season pod, but do a deep dive. But let's. Uh, okay, any last thoughts in the West? I mean, OKC, good story. Probably gonna finish up pretty quick in the in the play-in game, but good for mm. you. Excited for next year. Um, <laughs> they could make some surprises. I, I'm excited go to Thunder. see in this environment. They're a really scrappy team. It'll be a lot of fun. Jalen Williams, rookie of the year on your team. So yeah, um, good. good uh... I'm upset that Utah isn't in the play-in play race. That's one thing to note about the West, just because I like that team a lot. And then another really interesting thing, I think in the last 40 years, is the first time since the 80s that none of the Texas teams made it to the playoffs, mm. which is sad because they, those are stalwarts of the NBA. The the Spurs, Rockets, and the Mavericks are all very good franchises, and they're all really <laughs> embarrassingly bad. bad right now. Dude, LA, on the other hand, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or, sorry, uh, California. Yeah, well, Northern California with Sacramento and Golden State now is, is going off, and then, of course, you have SoCal with the two LAs. Yeah. But let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, um yeah, okay. and then it's 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 sad about the Jazz though. It's they had such a good year and they were so scrappy, but I think they disassembled at the trade deadline and that kind of sewered them and really steered their path despite how good of a start that they had. That's a shame how little they gave up for they got for Jared Vanderbilt, but anyway, whatever. Whatever. It's Danny Ainge is probably so mad right now because because of that early season run that they had. Like, yeah, why yeah. can't they just sucked all year? This is not the plan. Yeah. No, this is the worst possible thing that could happen for them. And then with Portland's embarrassing efforts at the end of the year, they'll probably get the fifth worst record. So good for you, Portland. Thanks for making a mockery out of the league. Um, tossing Damian Lillard his first team All NBA vote. Um. <laughs> Not a anyway, game. the West, we'll see. It'll be crazy. The East, on the other hand, a little more locked and set into stone. Uh, Milwaukee's going to be the one seed. Boston, the two seed. Philly's going to be the three spot. Cleveland, four. Cleveland, New York's going to be the four five. That's going to be a good series. Brooklyn, Excellent. six. Miami, seven. Atlanta, eight. My poor Toronto Raptors, nine. And Chicago's going to finish in the 10 spot. So the playing race is locked starting, I believe, on Tuesday with uh, Miami and Atlanta, I believe. I'll double check that. But um but yeah, any thoughts on the on the East? Any of these matchups, the plan? Where do you guys want to start? Can the can the Raps not pass the Hawks? They can the not. No. They don't have the tiebreaker, I guess. The Hawks are playing the Heat on Tuesday, April eleventh. And then yeah. the Raps were playing the Bulls on Wednesday, the twelfth. Yeah. The the I, th- I believe the East is completely locked right now. The East is locked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Exciting. Hold on, maybe can start envisioning what's going to happen here. Um, the matchups are less exciting because just because the East is so top heavy, um, the the 
the four five Cleveland, New York is definitely the biggest and will might be the best basketball we'll see in the uh in the first round of the playoffs, despite all these matchups coming out of the West. Cleveland, New York is gonna be a lot of fun. Really similar kind of teams. Um and uh both resurging, both both kind of young and up and coming. It's a shame only one of them gets to go ahead, but that's the best. None of the other matches are all that exciting to me. I think Miami could have a big fight against Boston. I think Bill Simmons is shaking in his boots about the idea of playing <laughs> Miami in a seven-game series. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he's being a little overly. Uh, I think way overly. Miami looks worried. awful this year. Yeah. Like yeah. in previous years, definitely scarier. But they have they a negative look... point differential this year. Yeah, like that's insane. That's insane. Man, How are they five games above five hundred? They either lose by twenty or win by two. It's ridiculous. That's it. That's it. That's the only reason. It's so ridiculous. Negative point differential because they just eke out. They barely win games. Yeah. Reminds me of our intramurals team, Matt, when we were uh, first in the standings with the lowest point differential in the league. (laughs) Yeah. Because we barely win games against freshman teams. Uh Um. But yeah, I uh, it, it should go chalk in the East here. I don't, yeah. I don't see any any matchups not going chalk. The one thing, even. if I can do a hot take potentially, is Harden or Embiid probably they haven't stayed healthy for any playoff run really, especially in the last few years. So if one of them gets hurt, I think Brooklyn could take them to six or seven. I think that could be more fun than people are making it out to be. Wow. So I, so I was before you. Before you literally brought that up, I was about to say, I was about to say, um, Philly finally has a first round buy, like basically a first round buy. Buy, interesting. I feel like their path has always been a little bit of a struggle to get through, and I feel like, you know, Embiid and uh, Harden haven't been that healthy recently, or specifically Harden, but. Um, I feel like with this Brooklyn team, you finally have an easy first round matchup where you can kind of take it easy and ease yourself into a Boston second round series. So I have the exact opposite take, which is funny. Interesting. It's granted that they stay stay healthy. I agree with you that, you know, with, with both of them good, there's, I don't see a path for Brooklyn to compete here. Yeah, no, it's all contingent on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like Claxton, as good as a season as he's had, it's just... Absolutely no matchup. Yeah, and Beat's gonna just put him in the basket. It's just totally, but he's had like a he's had a calf strain on and off the last few weeks. Like soft tissue injuries are never like one and done, as you can see with Zion. Like I don't know, who knows? Who can really also, say? Also, I'm officially on the Embiid for MVP bandwagon. I've I've yeah, locked that in. That, I want to. That was kind win. of the next conversation for me. Um, before that, I think. I, I want Philly to win. I want Harden to win. Yeah, I'd, I'd I love if they won the came out of the guys. East. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love for them to get there. So I fingers crossed. I don't like that uh, that question, Matt, just because I don't even want to think about them getting hurt because it'll probably happen. Um, on the MVP side, I think this is the next kind of most interesting thing is that it's, to me, starting to even out. It, it, it feels like a three-way race now. There's been a lot of Giannis um, momentum, the best player on the best team. Um, there's been a lot of Embiid. There's been a lot of, like, it, it's starting to 
become a three-headed dragon where anybody could win. I want to see what you guys think. Where, where, where do you stand in all this? Well, the Giannis thing is so interesting because it's, it's not like he's gone off and gone crazy the last little while. Like he's had, he's been pretty consistently unbelievable all year, arguably his best year ever. And for whatever reason, the media push in the last two weeks, maybe to make things more interesting and make things more even, <laughs> for some reason they've picked it up now, finally. And it's the e- the odds, yeah, like what you said, seem to have evened out or the dialogue around it seems to be a three, three-way race. So it, it's just so interesting. And I, I don't know what caused it necessarily. Well, it's I just, think it's uh, a... I think it's a it's a struggle with the definition of what the most valuable player of the league is. And they, and they all fill it in their own, in the three different definitions, right? Jokic, to me, is the most valuable player on his team. If you remove Jokic, that team is a lottery team. Um, Embiid is the most dominant player this season. He's a two-ended, he's a, he's a monster at both ends, and he, he's shown up and had a great season, individual season. Giannis is the best player in the world. And he's the, and he plays on the best team in the world. So I, you know, th- those are all three different definitions, all worthy of recognition in that. Um, I, I, I'm so stuck. I'm so stuck. To me, to me, I think it's Giannis. I want Embiid. I want Embiid to win it, but I think it's Giannis. I think Giannis is going to finish a, a far third in this. Now, I'm not saying he deserves to finish a far third. I just think that's what. That's where people are leaning. I think he had a game against Boston last week where he he didn't shit the bat. He had 20, 24 and seven. But for Giannis, that's essentially shit. They the lost bat. by forty. Yeah, yeah they lost. I had loss. Bucks on the spread, like last leg of thing, and they, they lost by forty. It was over at like the first quarter. Yeah, and that was sort of even though they have locked in the number one seed, that was sort of a big game at the time. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering it right. So. I think after that game, people kind of dismissed him as a winner, but then he came back in Philly and dropped, you know, 33, 14 and six. So, and he is well-regarded as the best player in the league. So I just think Embiid's got so many things in his favor with the scoring title, with the, you know, just how dominant he's been, his defense. Um, So I don't know. I think the league wants him to win this year and I think he will. Anyway, Embiid's my MVP. Mark it down, locked in 10. You heard it here, April 8th, hot take, indeed. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's in 10 now. I, I think we're all out on Jokic now. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's kind of sad to see what the dialogue has, has become and how people are just so entrenched in their opinion. They'll bring up whatever stat favors their argument. Um. And I, I don't know. It's it seems like it's been more of an issue this year than any of the other previous years, despite how competitive the MVP race might be. Um but yeah, I think uh Embiid, go ahead and put that in Sharpie. Oh, it's Sharpie now. <laughs> Let's go. I love a good yeah. Sharpie. I, I just think it'd be so so good for him and he's definitely he's played out of his, his mind <laughs> this year. Deserves it. Deserves it. I mean, he's won the scoring title. He's his team has has a better record than Jokic. I think it's always between. It's mostly been between Embiid and Jokic. Um, and he's a way better defender. Like the gap. Zach Lowe had a really good, a really good rant on this on his recent uh, pod. But you know, the offensive gap, whatever that gap was between Jokic and Embiid, is definitely closed. Um, 
I don't know if, you know, who we would take as an offensive force more between the two. Um, but I think what we can agree on is that that defensive part of the game, that that gap has widened. I think this has not been Jokic's best defensive season, and Embiid is getting consideration for DPOY, apparently, from, from certain executives, so um, from certain voters. So I think that's where it kind of comes down to for me. Like, even if Jokic is the better offensive player, the gap is way smaller than what it is on defense. And uh, Embiid's won the scoring title. They have a better record than the Nuggets, and that's, that's where I landed. So I hope he wins it. Um, that could be a good story. But anyway... East playing race. I I left this for last because, you know, a little close to home. <laughs> it's hurt. It's hurting a little close. To <laughs> the Raps are going to finish at the nine spot, playing the Bulls. The Heat are going to play the Hawks on Tuesday. None of these teams are going are to last much more than a, a week after that. So, um, but let's talk about it. I guess we'll talk about it. Um. <laughs> Let's I start Miami-Atlanta. Let's just start there. Tuesday, it's in Miami. Do you guys see Atlanta potentially pulling this out? Or how do you see this game going down in Miami? Actually, yeah, I do. I do. I, I do. Pulling this out. Yeah, Atlanta's like a better team than their record. It's just such a weird... They're the weirdest team this year. Like yeah. They have such a good roster. Trey has been unreal previous years. He still had like a decent finish to the year. He kind of started off weird with DeJounte and trying to figure that out. Their starting lineup's great. They have a bunch of wing guys in the on the bench. Um I think they have the most three and D guys in the league by far. <laughs> yeah. They have the like guys seven through twelve on their bench. Um I think they can pull it out. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all see them play Boston and I think that'd be despite however Bill Simmons wants to phrase it with the zombie heat I think Atlanta would be more of a fun series just because they have more firepower well interestingly enough we talk about Atlanta's wings Miami also has that kind of wings depth and that kind of weird problem where they don't know who to play you don't know what that uh, final lineup looks like in crunch time for Miami yeah Um, and with and with both of those guys, with with the playoffs, obviously rotations just start to shorten. Who's more top heavy of these two teams? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a good question, right? I if I was to bet on it, I'd have Atlanta winning this. It's not. It's not a two v. It's not a two wins versus one win for seven eight here, right? It's just one. I, I think it's the... yeah. So it's seven eight. They play. Winner of that game gets a seven, and then the loser of that game plays the winner of nine ten, and then the winner of that then goes in, and then that's so a two just and a, one. The, yeah, uh, yeah. So the nine and ten have to play to win twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, Atlanta takes this, um, but it's gonna be good. I, I think it's pretty fifty fifty here. I'm not mad about either. I think the 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 real bullfights gonna come with the Bulls and the and the Raptors. I think it's gonna be really exciting. I think, yeah, well, that'll be a great game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miami doesn't have a ton of guys to guard uh, guard uh, Trey Young and uh, DeJounte Murray. So that, that'll that be interesting. Well, I do think, um, you know, the Hawks have some guys to throw at Bam and Jimmy. Um, so it feels like from a, a matchup standpoint, it favors the, the Hawks a little bit. And 
you know, say what you will with Trey Young this season. I'm still kind of scared to play him in a one game take all scenario where he does seem to, but, but at the same time, I feel the same way with Jimmy Butler. So, you know, um, they both seem to elevate their game a little bit when the the stakes get raised. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be a good game. Definitely going to tune in for that one, but I can absolutely see the, uh, the Hawks winning that one. And yes, the, uh, the other one, um, <laughs> nine ten, Matt, our teams, the, the, the bulls yeah, and the rafts. I'm not letting you remove your bulls fandom. Yeah, you have to finish the season. You have to finish the season. Yeah. Fine. Um, then I think bulls are going to win that pretty handily then. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's... And then I think the winner case okay, so to say the Raptors do win. I think the winner of that is going to be the heat in the next game. You think the Heat don't make the playoffs? No, I think, and it'll finally be like an eye opener for whatever reason. Pat Riley hasn't decided to change <laughs> literally anything, do anything drastic of substance that's positively influenced the team in like years. And I think it'll be the final gut punch to actually wake him up. That's a great take, Matt. That is a well thought out take. I love that. I'd love to see it. Because, like, they deserve better. Jimmy deserves better. Bam deserves better. Spo deserves better. Like, they have just, I don't know, they've been in this weird stage pretty much post, <laughs> post-signing post Jimmy. And it's, like, they made the finals that one year, but it's just been, Since I don't know. It's been downhill, yeah. You're so certain that the Bulls will beat the Raptors, huh? Dude, they mean, look, Pat Bev, say what you will. He's a winning guy. This is gonna be this is their this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 Pat Bev in a play playing game, you don't want him to be playing him. You want him undefeated. on your team. <laughs> undefeated, undefeated playing guy. <laughs> I mean I think the, that carries a lot of value. <laughs> the fact that your argument revolves around Patrick Beverly is a joke and means that you have no you have no concrete uh, I, I will say, in, in a one-game elimination, the Bulls are scarier. If it was a seven-game series, I think the Raptors look good. I think, you know, they're, they're so solid across the board. But in a one-game elimination, the firepower that the Bulls have, the ability to kind of turn it on in a way that the Raptors don't really have. Um, the Raptors kind of, when they get hot, they're good. Um, but they have too many weapons that they rely on. The Bulls, we, we, we see... Um, DeRozan and Levine are kind of the guys that turn on and they, they could turn it on whenever they want to. Levine, especially in the back half of the season, has really turned it on. DeRozan, we know, is a is a pretty I mean, in playoffs hasn't really shown up as much, but I, I, I just believe in the firepower of the Bulls here. I want the Raptors to win, believe me. Um in a seven game series, I think they do, but in a one game elimination, I'm probably gonna favor the Bulls here. God, I'm so I'm so turned on with how many guys are turning it on right now. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm turn on. Um, no, you're, you know, you guys are both wrong. I mean, Mar, Mar, I see your <laughs> points. I see your points with the, yeah, they're scary. They can be scary. Definitely in a small sample size. I agree, but let's, 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 let's think here guys. So the bulls, the bull think Okay. The bulls <laughs> you have, got it. You got it. You got it. The bulls have nothing, nothing three through five on the defensive end of the floor. Which is where the Raptors. Pat Williams. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, he, he, yeah, okay. They have, they have one guy who. They have one guy. Yeah, have one I guy. owe, I owe to Sunmu. 
Anyway, you have, you have really Nikola good. Vucevic as your 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 defensive presence. Alex Caruso. The Future. Raptors cannot. Who, who's the big? Who's the big guy who's going to punish Vucevic? Turtle. I'm saying yeah, yeah, exactly. that, all the, the Raptors issue? do. All the Raptors do is go right to the hoop. They're going to be able to go to the hoop at will because they can't shoot threes. It's a good matchup for them. If this was a good, if this was a good, inter- in, like the Raptors struggle against teams who have really good defensive paint presences because it forces them to shoot jumpers and they cannot shoot to save their lives. The Bulls have really good perimeter defenders, but Raptors have a ton of size. They're that's what they're that's what they're built on. And so as, as good as Patrick Beverly and, and, and Caruso and these guys, we've been kind of jerking them off for a while now. Like, it's just not like, sure. Fred Van Fleet might not have the biggest game, but he'll facilitate. And it's going to be Pascal, Scotty, um, Pirtle, OG. Like these guys are going to like, you only have one guy to defend those four gentlemen. So it's going to be, and it's, and, and, and it's in Toronto, <laughs> might add. The crowd is going to show up. The the players are going to show up. The Raptors are finally healthy again. They've haven't been healthy all fucking finally. season. Um. Well, I mean, just they just haven't had a healthy roster all year, and it's yeah. frustrating. Um. But no, they can't shoot to save to save their lives. But luckily, the Bulls can't defend the paint to save their lives. So yeah. I think they're going to beat the Bulls. And then if they run into the Heat, I think with with Bam's interior presence or Jimmy's whatever, you know, good defensive chops. I think they could lose oh, um, against Miami there. Yeah. I just think they match up well against the Bulls and really bad against most good teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's kinda... a good point. I think I think you're right on that. And I think the, the play style does favor the Raptors here. I think you're wrong about one thing is that you, you mentioned offensive threats in the Raptors and you and you talked about Scotty Barnes. And and I I, 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 I I don't think they defend him, and I don't. I, and I think you should mention Gary Trent Jr. instead. I, 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 what I want from the Raptors for this game is that Scotty Barnes plays less than twenty minutes. If they're if they're looking to win here, they should they should be playing on guys who they could rely on, who they know are, you know, like as, as much as we want to develop talent and all that. Scotty, I don't, I don't. We haven't seen anything that says that he's ready to kind of play bigger games yet. Um, and this is as big of a game as he could get at the moment. And this year has been a down year for him. He he's he's completely lost on the offensive end now. I don't know what he does on defense, but I I'd, I'd like to see um, the OG, Gary, Freddie, Pascal, Pertle, and Pertle lineup. You know, and 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 not see Scotty play as many minutes as as he often does. Well, I still believe in Nick Nurse and what he can do um, with his adjustments. So we'll see. I think Scotty's been better lately, but I think overall disappointing season. Um. Yeah, they might not defend him, but I think again, when you're playing the Bulls, I think you do want to. And this is the matchup to size up versus get smaller. I think against a team like the Heat or, you know, any of your first round potential matchup opponents, you do need as much shooting out there as you can, um, to kind of match what they're able to do. But yeah, it'll be interesting if if Scotty Barnes can defend. I still think he's a really good playmaker and can help kind of facilitate some offense, but. I agree that he's been pretty subpar this year. Um, definitely concerning while Evan Mobley could, you know, is in contention for defensive player of the year. Um, but uh, I yeah, all, I, I don't know. I we all got that wrong last year. I think we knew that ahead of time. The rookie uh, I, I will say that I know, but that's what I'm saying. We got it wrong. Uh, mm. Matt, I, I thought brought up a, 
an interesting point about how OG plays it too a lot now with the, with these proto lineups. And I, I like what you're saying about the size that the Raptors bring against the Bulls that they can't compete with. You know, we talk about again Io, we talk about Caruso. The, as as effective as they are against most teams in the league, it just won't work against a team like the Raptors who who play really positionless. And with OG Ananobi all six foot nine of him playing the two guard, and he could do yeah. it well. It's 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 scary, it, but it's just shooting. He, and OG's been been defending Demar, and I I remember watching a couple of the games recently against the Bulls, and he completely shut down Demar. Like OG had Demar's number, so really the only other threat on the offensive end, you know, is essentially Zach Levine. And so, between Pascal, yeah, I I think the Raptors have the defensive chops but to defend those two guys. It's a shooting league, Justin. It, the, the game doesn't play just take it to the hole and and score in there anymore it's just it will on wednesday yeah let's hope so it will on wednesday i just don't like i don't think that the bulls have much outside shooting talent either i don't think their three-point percentage is that good as a team um again i think zach levine and demar could get really hot um and that would be obviously there's a lot of variance in one game um and like i think vooch is a bit of an x factor like if if like i think vooch is gonna have his pick and pop three opportunities with against purtle um, because the Raptors are going to be focused on defending the paint, so Vooch can can go like five of eight or five of ten or whatever from three. I think that's another reason where I could see the Raptors losing. Um, and then the other thing that makes me worried is the the Raptors all season have been focused or have won on possession battles, which includes turnovers and offensive rebounds. Um, the Bulls are a pretty good defensive rebounding team. I think they're like fifth or sixth in the league and they're a pretty good team when it comes to that possession battle as well. So again, the Raptors are not a good offense. I don't, I'm not pretending to say that they are. If they lose the possession battle on top of that and can't get offensive rebounds, but there are a lot of one and dones um, plus the bulls get hot from three. I could, I, you know, I'm not saying that this is a, a slam dunk for the, for the, for Toronto here. Yeah. I think also my la- last thing I'll say, my last point and I'll, um, is, they just seem like they don't want to be there anymore. Nick Nurse doesn't want to be there. The players have been zoned out. It feels like the whole fucking season, at least the back half of the season. It just feels like no one really cares anymore and kind of just wants this to end. So I don't even know if I can, you know, expect, you know, 110% effort and, you know, like their lives are on the line here. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, and the Bulls have a lot more pressure, I think, organizationally with what they've done and, just like trying to sh- have something to show for it with all the picks they gave up and such. So that's another kind of mind game factor that I'm worried about. And uh, I could ease, I could see it going either way, but I am going to pick the Raptors and that's not a Homer pick. I just think they're the better team still. It's sad. And I, I do think that the bulls have an opposite mentality. Yeah. At least the few games that I've tuned in to watch, like they really give a shit and it's, it's exciting because that and hasn't happened for really factor. a while. I know it's great. And one more point I just wanted to make. So before the season, the lock of the over-under uh, draft that we did was the Chicago Bulls under um, whatever it was, 44 wins. Yeah. And the Raptors are going to be the same differential from their over-under at 45. So I just want to point that out uh, <laughs> <laughs> despite what everyone's thought <laughs> it ended up being pretty much the same so 
I think the difference is you owe Orlando your pick this year, Matt, and you made these your future. Is- oh, it, it won't be my pick. Go Thunder. Bolt <laughs> up. That's all right. Bolt That's up. all right. It doesn't matter. That pick doesn't matter. Really to doesn't Matt. Matter. I don't care. <laughs> the divorce. The divorce is almost final. Yeah, just about. Give me two, maybe three more games, maybe seven at best. At best. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Yeah, by I, next uh, uh, week and a half. I feel bad, Justin. I, I, I really love this Raptors roster. I really do. And it's such a shame to see mm-hmm. how badly they've they've fallen apart organizationally. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I you, you haven't really talked much about why exactly. I mean, this nurse thing is super weird. I think he's um, gone at the end of the year. Yeah, and everyone seems to think so. And I, yeah. I, 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 it, it's just shocking to me because this is this is a really good team still, and and not too far removed from a championship team, and it, it's a shame. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. I mean, I, my worst case, I mean, so I hate to say it, even put this on the record, but I'm worried about the cultural effect that Scotty Barnes has had on toronto i mean it started in his rookie year we 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 were sorry we didn't play as well there were it was all sunshine and rainbows though because he was you know rookie of the year and all this stuff and it was a good story this year there's i think he's he feels a little he doesn't fit in perfectly with the core of the group you know fred van fleet's an undrafted guy pascal siakam come comes from cameroon is you know, uh, not even not in the in the lottery, and he works his way to this stardom. And kind of Scotty Barnes comes in as the fourth overall pick, sort of this. I think Fred Van Vliet called him like a poster boy or something, kind of, you know, in an interview or something. And so, part of me thinks that he's a little entitled and doesn't, even though he's a good playmaker, like something in the locker room seems a little off. And I'm I'm worried it has to do with him because he'll be in our lives for ten plus years, hopefully more. Um, but I just think the, the play, there's been something going on in the locker room with the players. I think Nick Nurse has lost his voice. There's, there's, there's a rotten apple somewhere and I can't put my finger on who that would be other than, other than Scotty or, or Fred. Um, Trent? I'm worried. Trent. I'm worried about that. I like that take. I like the take. I think it's interesting. I never thought about it, uh, but it makes sense to me. I think Trent is to me, the, the, the odd one out. Yeah, but is Trent good enough to have affected the locker room like that? Like he, I don't know. Like well, maybe he, you know he he's also a he's a mid lottery pick as well. Mm-hmm. He, he's a guy who who shot in Portland and came here on a big contract. You know, like it, it's. I agree. I, I agree. It could be him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and it it, may, it might not be just one person. Like maybe it's truly just like again, Fred and Pascal have not played to like. I don't know, since Kyle and Kawhi and all those guys have left, like there was a different level of like, of what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, this is how we do things here. There's a certain level of expectations with those leaders. Like when Kyle was around, if you didn't fucking play defense, he would like, he would get in your face and tell you this is not how we're going to win games. And I just feel like throughout the season, there hasn't been focus. There hasn't been a lack of like, there's been a lack of commitment towards the, the defensive end. There just feels... The zhuzh, the, the 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 vibes are off. The zhuzh is off. De vive. The joie de vivre is not there. <laughs> and the Raptors are going to bring in fucking Ime Odoka next year. To just who just like first. sleep with staffers. So all Toronto female staffers, hide your hide yourself, I guess, <laughs> um, because 
Ime Udoka is coming next year, probably. So I don't know. It's just, and then we have to re-sign Pirtle and re-sign all these guys. It's just going to be an interesting offseason. I agree. I agree. Bye. Go Raps. Go Raps. Go Raps. Go Thunder. Bolts up. and Go Thunder. <laughs> and then I don't know if we want to talk about the bottom, but Washington, another very mediocre season. Indiana, future looks good. Orlando, future looks good. Charlotte, I hate you. And Detroit's going to get the first overall pick, or the first, the the highest lottery odds. Um, yeah. you, with... you didn't, that, that sounds like a weird way of saying Portland. Yeah, that came out, you, they you, came out wrong. Is, yeah, sorry, I have a stutter. That's my bad. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, super, super disappointing seasons. And I think in terms of the under, if we're going to go to the over-under draft too, Oh no! But Detroit, know. Detroit was the furthest off, I think, in terms of under teams that could have gone under. I think I picked yeah. their over too. Did you? Oh shit! I picked the yeah, over. Picked, yeah, that no, that's not a shot at you. It's just like there was such a disappointing. They were supposed to. No, this is the year they were gonna like figure it out. They had thirty, which I think spit higher than all the bottom seed teams that are right there with them. I guess I they shut Cade down pretty pretty early, but yeah, it's just had, what, it was just so 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 disappointing. Yeah, I um, I may have been a little tainted because I just maybe the day before we did our draft, I listened to a uh, Cade Cunningham on the Woj Pod talking about how exciting this year is going to be for them. And they want to make the playoffs and this and that, and I believed in the talent and all this stuff. And so I took the over, thinking they would get to maybe forty wins, thirty eight wins, like be basically where the Bulls were going to be like the 10th seed potentially mm. and Cade gets hurt less than a quarter into the season and it's tank palooza again. So bit of an L it's tough to bet on the bad teams. And uh, I should have bet on OKC this year. Thunder up. <clears throat> Thunder up. Any, yeah. um, any final thoughts on these playoff matchups um, before we'll do kind of more of a deep dive. Once the season's over next time we talk, the, the, the playing race will be done. I believe. Um, yeah. So we'll have kind of the first round locked in. Um, yeah. any thoughts Maybe we do, plans? we do predictions um, for who's going to come out maybe after that. Yeah. We'll do next week. Yeah. We'll do Sunday. We'll do April a prediction pod. Reckoning here yeah. on Easter Sunday. It's going to be some. Yeah. Some really um, one more thing I just wanted to touch on, which I think goes back to the parody with uh, the NBA this year is Aside from COVID-shortened seasons, so I guess 2019-2020 and 2020-2021, this is the last or the last time there wasn't a 60-win team was the 2001 season, which is crazy wow. to think about. No 60 um, winners. There's just it's a really competitive league. We're we're living in exciting times. Huh, yeah, that's, it's... A, that's a cool. I never thought about that. I mean that just proves the parody this year. I mean it it's just it's just been crazy. Um man, especially in the West. Fifty-two wins right now, probably fifty-three. It's like the number one seed in the West. That is crazy to me. Yeah. Um yeah. the amount of parody there. And then how many teams have are stuck between forty-two to forty-five wins. I mean, it, it's just been a, a crazy year. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just top of the West too. I saw this. Uh, I think Steven Adams might be out for the whole playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of a matchup I want to see first, I think the JJJ AD matchup in the round one would be just awesome. I'd really hope that it happens. It's likely at this point, but I hope it I hope it does. 
Yeah, and they don't like each other very much. I think that would be a fun oh, one. They hate each other. <laughs> the Lakers and Grizzlies. I think we're second. Shannon Sharp in Memphis. Just... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Jesus. And I and I hope Sacramento plays the Clippers because I think that's their best chance to win a first round playoff series. So with with PG not you know not being fully healthy, but again, it's going to be so interesting to just to full circle it back to our first topic. It's going to be very interesting to see what Phoenix does tomorrow. Um, playing the Clippers, do they let them win to play them in the first round, or or what's going to happen? So. Or do the Clippers intentionally lose to play the Kings? Like I think it's more likely that. I'm going to slam the under on that. Go ahead. That's yeah, the lock of the day. That's a good. The under. That's a good move. But uh, so it's all going to it's all going to going to come down this weekend. Um, we hope you guys enjoy the the games. Hope you enjoy the plane races. Go Raptors! Um, it's a big big week for us here. Uh, so the support is is Either appreciated, and uh, <laughs> we thank you for listening. Give us a uh, a like, a subscribe on on any platform that you you so well choose, um, where we don't discriminate. And uh, we thank you for listening, and have a great Easter weekend. And we'll talk to you later.